Okay, we continue in the Sefer Nefesh Shimshon. We're on page Kuf Nun Ches 158, trying to understand what makes the Ketoris such a special offering. How to explain the, on the one hand, it can save lives. On the other hand, if not used properly, it can kill a person. Um, we discussed the idea of pleasure. Hashem wants us all to have pleasure. The highest form of pleasure is the sense of smell because it... Uh, it's not something that can be used in a practical way. So that's a very high thing. And the third thing we said is that the Yetzirah, the Sitcher tries to make you think that what God is doing, he's really doing. Okay, that's what we were up to yesterday. So now we continue. So Hashem sends to us many kindnesses. And we get used to all these kindnesses. And therefore, we don't think about it and get so um, overwhelmed by it. You have a house, you have a bed, you have a chair, you have a table, you have lights and fixtures. Everybody's got it. And since they're so common, they don't arouse for us to think that it came from Hashem. <laughs> so if you're not thinking it came from Hashem, what are you going to be thinking? Where did it come from? Somewhere else. Right? So even the Sitra Akhra doesn't have to put his signature on it because we don't associate it with Hashem at all. It's so naturally happening, we don't assume, assume Hashem. But when we come to pleasure, where that you can tell that Hashem's the one who's giving you the pleasure because Hashem is the one who is the source of the pleasure. This is where the Satan says, I'm the one who's giving it to you. Red explained the purpose of Hashem is to give us pleasure. The greatest pleasure is that we're recognizing that that is the pleasure with Hashem. So since the pleasure is something that's so close and so straight from Hashem, so it's going to be very... So, so, um, so there's nothing that the as great that the Sultan wants to scream about is that it comes from me. In other words, this is, the pleasure comes from Hashem. So the Sultan wants the most for you to think it's not coming from Hashem. And therefore, he's going to say, I'm the one who brought, who brought you the pleasures. Okay, you understand, when you're getting a real pleasure, that is the greatest recognition Hashem can make for you. At that point, the Sultan is doing everything he can to make it seem it's coming from him and not from Hashem. So all the different levels of pleasure that exist in the world, we think it's coming from the other side. Remember, other side means any side but Hashem. So therefore, there's nothing that the other side wants to grab onto as much as, as our pleasures. So when a person sees bread and butter and cheese on the table, or uh, a lara bar, and you make the bracha, whether it's hamotzi lechamina aretz or bari priya eitz, what are you saying? I'm, I'm, I'm thanking Hashem from the depths of my heart. But in addition to that, there's some other things on that bread and butter. There's olives and nice spicy things. You get into the real geschmack taste. And then you forget about Hashem. Because that's when the Sutton says, I'm giving to you. I'm the Elohim Acherim. I'm the foreign God. 
and everything that's special from Hashem is mine. In other words, if you're just eating bread, it doesn't taste so great. You know it comes from Hashem. But when you're eating, wow, this is amazing. Okay? So the amazing part, you may make the bracha, but, you're not, but where, where's the amazing part coming from? The amazing part, that's where you, you forget about Hashem. Okay? Now, pleasure is supposed to be a very unique feeling that you're with Hashem. And therefore, the Satan wants to grab ownership of that 100%. And there's nothing that can seal uh, Hashem from the world as much as the moment that the person enters that realm of pleasure. Because at that moment, you can forget Hashem, as the Pasuk in Tvarim says, the Jewish people got fat and they kicked. Why? Because the Satan says, it's all mine. You follow what's going on over here? In other words, if if it's a very simple, let's say you're starving in the desert and you got a glass of water, it's easy to say, thank Hashem, because Hashem gave me all that. Okay, you, you realize that. But now when you're getting to, uh, you're in your house and getting mama sugar, a coffee, a flavored coffee, and you make the bracha shahakol, okay, I got, I came from Hashem. But the Geshmaka taste, the Geshmaka taste, that's when the Satan tries so hard to say, that Geshmaka taste came from somewhere else. You know where it came from? The company that made it. Your wife, someone else, the gourmet cook. Oh, you should go to that bakery. It's an amazing bakery. They make the best food. So then all of a sudden, you're focusing your attention on the bakery and not on Hashem. This is where... The Sitra Acher, the other side, tries his hardest because this is where you should recognize Hashem the most. So he has to try the hardest to get us to forget about this. So this struggle with the Yitzhahara is, is very hard work for us. But first we have to understand what does it mean to live a Jewish life? And that means we ought to pay attention to certain things and we have to decide to make certain kabbalos in our actions, to be able to live like a Jew. For example, we know that uh, there are people that say we have to pay a lot of serious attention to living in this world. Making a living is a very important thing. There's Orthodox Jews who think making a living is a very important thing. They will acknowledge there is Torah, there is mitzvahs, and everybody has to accept upon himself to learn Torah and do the 613 mitzvahs. But they say, and that's one world you live in. But there's another world, the real world, right? Yes, you go to shul, that's one world. You go to the kolel, yeah, that's a world. Uh, and as a good Jew, of course, you go to the kolel, you learn an hour a day. Good, you daven three times a day in the shul amazing but there's another world the real world out there and that's the world is where you're going to make your living from and this is such a fundamental mistake you know that's what the famous idea of the chazanish's famous words that's which people say they love they really destroy you that really is kares okay what they really love, 
That's kares. That's the bottom. That's not love. Because you're loving fish. You're loving other things. You're cutting yourself off from Hashem. Okay, and this was the mistake of the first sin that the Chava made. The woman saw that the tree was good to eat and it was a, a pleasure to the eyes. So now, listen, why did Hashem create the tree? She says, if not to eat it. <laughs> That's what she said. Answer is no, because Hashem said not to eat it. This world is not designated to live it up. But a person has to know what not to live for and how to refine their character. See, that's the mistake. But it's hard for us to live with this truth to the very end. But at least we should get the map, the direction in front of us. We have to know every day what direction are we moving towards. Okay? What is our path? And to try to direct that and to what to have pleasure in and to what not to have pleasure in. But if you don't even pay attention, then you're going to get lost. Okay. We live within the Torah, that through the Torah. And that living, that kind of life, that we know that Torah really is the sweetest thing in the world. But people, some people think that Shabbos is Gehenna. How do you spend a whole day without having fun? Right. So really, the real key issue is to attribute pleasure to Hashem. That real pleasure is not physical pleasure. It's a pleasure that's connected to Hashem. And therefore, you have to find the pleasures in the things that Hashem wants you to do the most. What does Hashem want you to do the most for a man? Learn Torah. You gotta find the pleasure in learning Torah. If you see that the Torah spends so much time in telling us how important it is to learn Torah, and God is giving this to us, it must be a, a really pleasurable thing. And davening and mitzvahs and all these things, we have to recognize what is that pleasure that is concealed within these things that we can bring out. When the Rambam, he wrote a letter to his son where he is describing prayer on Rosh Hashanah, and he writes, quote, he says, when you're davening on Rosh Hashanah, you're closing your eyes. You're crying before Hashem and taking pleasure in that. There is no pleasure in the whole world as the pleasure that a person has at the moment that he reaches a state where he's talking with Hashem. And even if a person happens to come across a pleasure of eating and drinking, you should see that that pleasure should be of the aspect of delighting in Hashem to feel that Hashem is standing over you and giving it to you because that is the goal uh, that why Hashem put that pleasure in the physical world. As the Basil Sharm says, that the pleasures of this world, it's not fit that you should have it unless it's for to assisting in your service. That you should have tranquility of mind that you could turn to your service. Okay, and that's the point that mom is coming from Hashem. And therefore, the HR wants to get, out, get you out of that. So the whole point we're saying over here is to focus. Focus on having pleasure. Hashem wants you to have pleasure. But you got to know that that pleasure is the kinds of pleasures that Hashem is defining as pleasures. 
If Hashem defines it as not a pleasure, stay away from it. And when Hashem gives you pleasures, you should recognize they come only from Hashem and they don't come from anywhere else. And therefore, there's only one life. There's one world. There's the world of Hashem and the pleasure He wants you to get through Him from this life. And if you go to work, Hashem wants you to know that He gives you parnasa with kavod. That you don't, you're not a poor man getting handouts. He lets you think that you are making it happen. But you know that He is making it happen. And it's not somewhere else. And if you think it's somewhere else, then all of a sudden your attention goes to the somewhere else and it doesn't go to Hashem. This is the critical component. Why do you find people, you know, wasting time on silly things, on certain pleasures? These are not pleasures that Hashem is offering you. He's telling you to stay away from those pleasures. So where are you getting it from? You're getting from the foreign gods. There's, there's other pleasures that are in this world. No, you have to realize there's only one source of pleasure. It's Hashem. Any other pleasure that Hashem deems not necessary is not a, it's not a pleasure. It's something that will destroy you, will take you away from Hashem. And when you do have a pleasure that Hashem wants you to have, make sure it's coming from Hashem. Such as when you're learning Torah, let's say you're a genius, you love scholarly things. Know that it's Hashem's giving you the pleasure, not your great mind. And know that when you're making parnasa, Hashem is the one giving the parnasa. You should be thankful Hashem is giving you the pleasure of making your own parnasa. Yeah? Okay, good. <laughs> so now, with all this introduction, there's only introduction, we can now appreciate the Ketoris. And what makes the Ketoris better than everything else? We already said that Karbanos is an expression of a gift to Hashem. Giving the best you can to Hashem. And we said an animal offering, so to speak, is giving your soul, your life, or, or the food that you live on for a, for a mincha offering. Okay? So that's a very precious thing. Okay? Very precious. So if I'm willing to give up my life for Hashem, my blood, that's, that's a pretty nice gift. I'm telling Hashem, and that brings closeness. But there's a deeper Corbin called the Ketoris, where we are now expressing what our soul gets pleasure from, and not just life. The blood is your life. Okay, but what's the purpose of the life? If you're willing to give your life away, that's nice. That's a good thing, but there's something more than that. What's the purpose of your life? Purpose of your life is to get pleasure from Hashem and enjoy that pleasure from Hashem. Okay, that's much more than just living. Living is one thing, but that's not what you were created for to live. Although it's valuable commodity that if you give up, it's a great thing. But it's something more valuable. It's not your life. Why you're living? Why are you living? To have pleasure of Hashem in your life. That's more precious than life itself. Now, everybody's afraid of dying because he likes his life. Why are you afraid of dying? Because I like living. But there's a passage that says, She laughs at the last day. Why? Because there's a nature, which is that of a person, not just a, a Jew, but everybody, that a person's convinced 
that after he dies, he enters the world of pleasure, he could even want to kill himself. <laughs> right? But we know we're not allowed to do this. Right? But he knows he's going to get a pleasure from all the mitzvahs he gets. Okay? But that's one point. But there's a deeper pleasure that's within the person, and much, much deeper than life itself. That is, we say, the ability to smell something that which the soul takes pleasure to something that the that that, that much higher level pleasure than the body and the Corbin that a person sacrifices, the power of his pleasure is called the Kitaris. We're giving another level. Not just the animal is an expression of a token of my love to Hashem that I'm willing to give up my blood. The minch, I'm willing to give up the food I need in order to live. That's all for your body, which is good. But what about my soul? What about my the essence of my life, which is to have pleasure? Now, the one thing that, as we said, is the symbol of all proper pleasure is the Kedoras. It's something you don't need that to live. You don't need the smell to live. Pleasure is beyond life. And now we're telling Hashem where we're willing to give away our pleasures. Same with Kurban Kurban, Kurban is also no, much much deeper than the Korban. The Korban is saying, I'm willing to give up my life. But now it's not only my life. I'm willing to give up the, the pleasure of my life. When, when you do regular Korban, there's no Ketoris, is there? No. The Ketoris is a separate avoda on its own. But it's only the, the Kohen Gadol. Uh, no, it could be any Kohen. Oh, any coin can but, give the kitos. You're not involved, me. If I, I understand, but when he does that, and we smell it, we yeah. smell the kitaris. We all smell it. He's on behalf of us. We went to Shalayim, the air waft of kitaris. I go, wow. I, I give that Tashem. That's much deeper. If if you die, you die. Okay, you're going to Elam I mean, it's still you're giving up. But what about the pleasure of your life? That's more invaluable than life itself. That's what you're here for. And you want to give that pleasure up. So so this, what's this Corbin really expressing? So everything the Sitra Acher in this world, he says, what is the answer? He says, come with me and you're gonna have pleasure. Even God-fearing Jews in a certain way. Okay, now, uh, he, he says uh, he, this this sutra acher. He tries to persuade us: if you want olam haba, go to God. But if you want pleasure, come to me. I will. But really, he's taking the pleasure Hashem's giving you and stealing it away. Right? He's saying, "Come to me for pleasure." Now, that could be the pleasures that Hashem is actually giving, or the pleasure Hashem does not want you to have. Now that's the big lie. Many big lies in this world. And here's the big one. And that's why it's called Elohim Acherim, other gods. Because the truth of the matter is, the whole idea of pleasure is a miraculous creation of Hashem for the point of us taking pleasure in Hashem. Comes to sit and I'm going to take that pleasure and I'm going to say that I'm the one who's giving it to you and you come to me. You follow? This is the real tension in life. We should know that all pleasure comes from Hashem. Olam Hab is from Hashem. Olam Haz is from Hashem. 
the pleasure that's meant to have us connect to Hashem and to serve Hashem with joy because of that pleasure. And what does the Satan say? Satan, you want to have pleasure? Go to the next world. You have pleasure over there. You want to have fun in this world? Man, you come to me. I'll give you that pleasure. And I'm going to have the cook make a special breakfast for you. Oh, look, look what the cook can do for you. Doesn't mean to say you can't have a nice made breakfast, but you got to know that's straight from Hashem. It's coming from nowhere else. Okay, and therefore, this is the power of the Ketoros to take us out of this wrong understanding, to take that pleasure away from the Satan and give it to Hashem, to say to Hashem, when, you're, when, the, when the Ketoros is being brought and when we are reading it every day, we're saying to Hashem, not only am I willing to die Al-Kiddush Hashem, I'm willing to live Al-Kiddush Hashem. I'm willing to live in this world and give up the pleasures I should not have and the pleasures that I will have. I will not take credit for them. I won't have the pleasure of saying I'm the one who made it. And I give that all to find pleasure, to find favor in your eyes and to say it all came from you. That's how you live. It's not that hard to die Al-Kiddush Hashem. If you're a from Jew, it's fairly easy. You know, you have no choice. Either going to be a Christian or die. Okay, I'll die. I'm going right to Elamab. That's it. It's a one-time one deal. You can manage to do it once. But every day, not to look at the internet and see things Hashem does not want you to see, although you have a million one excuses why you think you're allowed to look at it. To not bring a cell phone into the shul, though you have a million one reasons to bring it into the shul. All these things, but Hashem says, but those are pleasures I don't want you to have. But if I do, I want you to have it the way I want you to have it, not the way uh, Netflix wants you to have it, or not the way whoever else wants you to have it. Right? So that, but that's a pleasure. Yeah. It's a pleasure to have a cell phone. Okay, maybe yes, maybe no. But if it is, you have it the way Hashem wants you to have it. And when somebody's talking to you and the phone rings, you don't have the chutzpah to pick up the phone and to say that's more important than another person because that other person is the image of God. And that same person could pick up the phone during davening just as well. It's hard to live Al-Kiddush Hashem because you have to do that every minute. And if you only could do that is to know that my pleasure comes from Hashem. And when I want to have a good time, it comes from Hashem. And if Hashem says not, then that's not a pleasure I should be having. And, and if you forget about that, you think the Satan gives it, then you take any pleasure the Satan gives you. You don't listen to what Hashem wants you to have. So when a person gets you, uh, trains himself to associate all pleasures to Hashem, when he gets to a level of this, as it were, then he is taking the pleasure that Hashem gave him, okay, and he is now sort of giving it back to Hashem. Okay, he's saying, Hashem, you gave me the pleasure, and I'm giving you the pleasure of knowing that I know that it came from you. And then you really come to a little deeper understanding that the real pleasures in this world is going to be by doing mitzvahs, like Shabbos and Lulav, etc., with physical things. For, in other words, with physical things and eating, that's a pleasure for Hashem, right? That's a pleasure for Hashem, okay. But if that's a physical thing that Hashem gave you, shouldn't you be even more pleasured by spiritual things that Hashem gives you? 
And when you do that, you've killed the Yetzirah. you got no business with him. You've put pleasure in the right place. You say, wow, that was an amazing answer to this question of the Gemara they didn't understand. When you really understand a part of Torah that's amazing, you'll never sell that and give it away to the Yetzirah. If you really understood what Davni, the pleasure of Davni, the pleasure of, the pleasure of doing a chesed, the pleasure of giving in an argument, when you feel that pleasure, you don't want to waste your time with Mishagas. That's the real, and that's the Katoris. To bring a beautiful smell before Hashem, the pleasure of the soul as it rises up for the sake of Hashem Yerushalayim. As I said, the whole Yerushalayim was enveloped with that smell. It was the greatest spiritual, uh, uh, non-physical pleasure that a person could have. And when a person gets to that point, the sultan's gone. And that's why we said, you can't add anything to the Qataris. If you even add a little bit of honey, they say, ah, oh, a little bit of Yetzirah pleasure over her. Oh, I've sold. Why, why can't we make the guitar smell a little better? Nothing to it. And that's what we're saying is, is how it stops plagues. You understand? Where does a plague come from? Where did the main plagues come from with the Jewish people? Well, Korach's group, they weren't happy with what their job was. They want to get a pleasure from something else, even if it's a spiritual pleasure. So that comes the guitarist, knocks them out. Jews complaining uh, against uh, how Hashem worked things out and destroyed Korach, and Jews are complaining the way Hashem does things. A Mageifa comes, the guitarist gets it better. How did, why does Kitoris take away suffering and punishments? Takes it away because we have to realize the source of all sins is because you let the Sitra Acher take your pleasures. When the Sitra Acher is the one that gives you the pleasures, then he can start complaining to Hashem. And say, Hashem, you know what? I don't like the rules you're giving over here. So then, so then, oh, now you're in major trouble. Now a plague comes. You separate yourself from Hashem. The Qataris is saying, let's realign our thinking and let's realize that all pleasure comes from Hashem and let's do tshuva. Okay? And with this, we can now understand why we said yesterday that uh, that the Qataris makes you rich. Right? How does the Qataris make you rich? And that's why Coin only did it once. So, for example, let's say an example. Uh is let's say a person wins the lottery worth a million dollars. So now what happens to that person who wins generally, a person like that, he becomes a, an indentured servant to the Yetzirah for the rest of his life. Right? Because now he has to remember the good that he has because he was smart to pick the right number. I had a feeling this was the winning number such a foolish way of looking at this, instead of saying, my God, Hashem is the one, the Lord gave me the winning number. Okay, so that's a problem. So Hashem knows our nature, and Hashem has mercy upon us. 
And therefore, he doesn't give us a million dollars because he knows wealth is not a good test to have. So when you're bringing the Ketaris, what are you really doing? You're giving over the ownership of pleasure to Hashem. That's what you're really saying. Hashem, you're the real source of all the pleasure. And any pleasure meant to connect to Hashem. And you know that if I'm gonna, if you're gonna give me all this wealth, and if I get wealth, I'll know that it comes from Hashem. And therefore, I will exploit the wealth only in a way to give pleasure and have the pleasure of coming to Hashem. And I don't care what the Sutton tells me. This money came from Hashem. And when you take all that wealth and you return it to Hashem, then you really can get the greatest wealth because the Sutton can't grab your wealth. Right? You follow what's going on. In other words, who's really Ezel Ashir? Who's the real wealthy man? Mishnah says, the one who's happy with his portion. He has to know what he has. And also, the Satan wants to steal even Kedusha. He wants to think that even any holiness you have comes from him. But the Ketaris takes it all away. Nothing as good as the Ketaris. Ketaris is saying that the person is taking away from the Satan the pleasures, and he's giving them to Hashem. He says, I am here only to get pleasure from Hashem. That's it. So when we take this Ketaris and we combine all the, uh, the and by taking the specific 11 uh, types of ingredients that you put into it, and you're saying, this is beautiful stuff, Hashem, we're giving it to you because we're going to have a pleasure, but it's a pleasure where? In the Beis HaMikdash, in Yerushalayim, to feel that, that we're giving you not just our physical lives, our spiritual and physical pleasures we're giving over to you. And we give them over to you, and you understand that's the most valuable thing you can have. So does money really make you feel rich? It doesn't. It doesn't. And that's why they, it's interesting. They say that there's a skula. is when you hold a baby at a bris, it's like you're doing the Ketaris offer. It's a skula to get wealthy. So a lot of people ask Gedola, who did so many brisim. I says, you're not rich. He says, what do you mean? Is there anything missing in my house? Is there anything I lack? That's real wealth. Because if you understand that every pleasure you have is from Hashem, and the greatest pleasure is to have pleasure with Hashem, that God gives you always. And if you have that, and pleasure does not depend on other things, you say, if Hashem gave me this, this is enough for me to do my job in this world, and I'm so grateful to Hashem for doing this for me. And if you think maybe you could do more with a little more money, you could ask Hashem, and Hashem will tell you if he thinks it's a good idea or not. This is why the guitarist is so important. All right, we have a little bit more to do, but we basically have the main idea. Good to see you. Good to see you, Howard.